I knew I, the way I grew up wasn't normal. Like my dad wasn't there. My mom was like abusive. I, w- I would see a lot of like people with guns in my house, like crazy things, like like You're drugs. So- happy for how you talk about your background. So I was so desperate to get out. It was almost like do or die. Like I, like if I don't yeah. make it, yeah, yeah. my life is going to be f-ed. I lost a lot of friends because they don't, they think it's like cringe or they're very like academically trained and like they take sure. it very serious. I'm sure you got some real estate agents judging you. Oh dude, people hate me. They're not of the times. Do you think you could teach us to draw? Uh, no. Do you could teach us right now? Uh, can we get paper and a pen? <laughs> we could try, but... Sir, yeah, nice, uh, to nice to meet you. you. Yeah, take care. Are you going back to California? Oh, I wish. No. Um, <laughs> one. Okay. It's basically the same. <laughs> Pretty much. They all look the same. Where's this guy? He's running really late, is what he said. Damn. Okay. <laughs> Let's do it. The bad boy of TikTok. <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> I'm the good boy of TikTok. All right. So today I've got my co host. In- oh. oh, oh. Oh, wait. No. Hold on. Well, if he was sitting here, it'd be like here. Can we virtually like impose him? C- CGI. There, like we'll C- CGI. We'll CGI him here. Using AI. And he's currently in appointments and clearly he's he's running a little bit late. Uh, but we're going to get started because I have never been more excited to do this pod. I think, Adrian, you agree? I agree. This is a good one. Yeah, this is awesome. Awesome. Today's guest is the most followed visual artist in the world? World. In the world. He's got 50 million followers 50 million and he's a bronx native he's inspiring artists and creators on every continent with both his artistic work the content everything he does he's drawn everyone from ed sheeran to the president (laughs) president biden uh recently landed on the forbes 30 under 30 list for social media he's a huge exhibit on september 6th in new york city that everyone needs to see uh Devin Rodriguez, the man, the myth, the legend, the bad boy, the good boy, the artistic boy of TikTok. Welcome to the business of influence. Woo-hoo-hoo. Thank you for being here. Thank you, Ryan. It's Thank you for Devon, having me. Ryan. Devon. Devon. Yeah, Devon. Wait, hold on. Let me do that one more time. Sorry. Uh, Devon Rodriguez, welcome to the business of influence. Thank you so much for Woo-hoo. being here. Thank you for having yes. me, Ryan. All right. Uh, dude, thanks for coming on. Of course, of course. How? Thank you so much. How? How, how, how'd you start? Like, how did you get to where you are? Like, how did this all happen? So I, um, I was always into art. I always drew people and I always did people on the subway. And then during the pandemic in August, I was like, I have to get into this TikTok thing because everybody's going viral, all niches. And I was like, I got to, you know, do art. And then I was looking through TikTok and all the art stuff that I saw was like kind of cringy. And I was like, I got to come up with like a original format that's not that anyway so i tried so many things for a month after a month i hit i got this idea where i'm gonna draw people and hand them the drawing and then first one was like five million and i was like you know once once i got that one if i do the second one and it's viral then it's rinse and repeat and like it's going to the moon hopefully and then um i got the second one it got 21 million and I, i knew like it was just a matter of time it's just like just keep doing it and then after two weeks it was at a million and I was like knocking on my grandma's door. I lived in the Bronx with my grandma. And I'm like, grandma, life is changing. Like, trust me, just wait like a couple months. It's just a matter of time. Like pure math is going to go there. Dude, like that, crazy. your story is crazy, dude. And I'd love to even go even like further back from that, dude. Because I read that you got into it a little bit by like getting into graffiti a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Tell us about that. Like high school, like you went to a regular high school and then try to get into a yeah in our high school yeah yeah, yeah. can you t- tell us a little bit about that yeah so um i was always into art ever since i was a kid you know i used to i grew up in the south bronx so i used to like walk the streets with my mom and then i yeah. used to always be looking at the graffiti like mom can you read that and she's like no i don't know what that is but i always <laughs> knew what it said i was like oh i love the colors and i i was just always into art so hold on hold on one second we're filming here well they stopped exactly when i said hold on so <laughs> keep going um so yeah so then i was always into art and my peers in school, um, I always gravitated to the kids that drew, but the kids in school that drew, I never met a kid that like drew realism or anything like that. Everybody did graffiti. So I was like, oh, I'm going to do that. So I just started doing graffiti. They would teach me about like the cans and I would spray paint the walls. And then I got arrested when I was um, 14 and I was like, you know what, maybe I shouldn't be doing this. <laughs> and then, um, so I applied for the high school of art and design in Midtown. 
but they wanted like portraits and figures and um, v- variety of media. And I didn't even know what that meant at the time. <laughs> and they wanted 10 pieces and me in the Bronx, everybody told me like, you're such a great artist. So um, I'm like, I'm great. I'm gonna do my portfolio last minute. And then I <laughs> turned it in and I got declined and then had to go to Samuel Gompers, which was like one of the worst high schools in the Bronx. Um, it got shut down because there was just like, the graduation rate was horrible, like yeah. violence, gang stuff. Like the stuff that I saw in that school was crazy. They, like it got shut down? Was yeah, it got shut down, yeah. Damn. Like I think five schools got shut down that year. Did you did you graduate from it or no? No, so I had a high school art teacher there and I told him like, yo, I don't want to be here. Like this is crazy. Like, because it was my zone school. I'm like, I don't want to be here. Like, you know, I grew up in the Bronx, but I always try to like look outside of it and try to succeed in Manhattan. And then he told me like, you can only get accepted into art and design as a ninth grader or a 10th grader. So he helped me rebuild the portfolio. I applied for art and design again, got in and I came in as a 10th grader. And then, um, then from there I had a chip on my shoulder. So I was very competitive with like all the kids in the school. I was like, oh, like you guys didn't accept me. I'm gonna outdo everybody. So I was just like super dedicated. And that was James Hopper. Is that the oh, um, Jeremy Harper? Yeah, Jeremy Harper. Yeah, right. That was the teacher's name, right? Yeah, crazy. And he's the guy. If I correct me if I'm wrong, he's the guy who was like drawing people on the subway, and yeah. that's kind of how you got introduced to that concept. Yeah. So I was so mad that I was in that school. Like, you know, in the locker room, I would see. So there was cameras all over the school. Even to get inside the school, we had to wait like 30 minutes because everybody was getting metal detected because yeah. for weapons and stuff. So um, I would see kids like slam each other on their necks, like full bloody face. Like they would like really, like that school was insane. So I was so mad to be in that school. But then the blessing that I had was Jeremy Harper would show me how to draw people on the subway. And this was 2010. That didn't affect me until 2020. And like, I was like, let me use that idea for TikTok. And it went super viral. So I'm glad I didn't get accepted from the beginning because none of this would have ever happened. So everything happens for a reason. Yeah. Your parents, were they like artistic at all? Like how did you, like, where did that come from? That like creative bug, I guess. Um, So my dad was a tattoo artist, but he left when I was like three years old. So I never really had a dad, but I guess the gene, I don't know if the gene, because I was always interested in art, whether it was um, like when I was five years old, I wasn't thinking about an art career. I was just like, I want to draw and I would draw all day. And that's all I cared about. And so I guess maybe there's a gene. Maybe not because he wasn't there, but no idea. Are your are your tattoos your drawings? Oh no, these are um I'm really into like Japanese tattoos, so I yeah. just got some yeah, I don't know how to draw any of this. <laughs> <laughs> how many how many tattoos do you have? Oh, I have like my sleeves and then I just got these two and then I got my whole back. But I think I'm retired from getting I already have more than enough. <laughs> Since I met you, dude, you've got like right. so many more additions. It's crazy. Adrian, you should get like a chair tattooed on your neck. <laughs> Funny you say that. What? No, I'm just kidding. I'm not, like not going like to do couch. that. I heart furniture. Yeah. I heart trash. There, there. <laughs> yes. That's the move. Um, so 2020 happens, bro. You're watching Charlie D'Amelio do her thing. <laughs> what was the inkling? Was it just like you saw the success and wanted a piece of it? Or were you just like bored and like, let me try this TikTok thing out? I saw the success and I wanted a huge chunk of it. <laughs> I was just yeah, like... You seem competitive. Yeah. I was just like, how the hell are these... 16 year old kids, not anybody in particular, but how are these 16 year old kids like dancing and making all this money and becoming famous? And I was like, you know what? Once I post my paintings, um, it's gonna take off. And then I posted it and it was like a hundred views. And I was like, oh, wait a minute. I gotta do some research. So I watched like every podcast about the algorithm. I would listen to every, while I was painting, I would listen to everything. And, you know, we'll talk about having a good hook and like the incentive to like stay on the video and then just watch time, all of that. And so that like inspired me to, write out like a format you know yeah. to like keep people intrigued and somehow make it art digestible for people because most people don't care about art you know so how to make it about like relatable the, yeah relatable like the shock value of drawing somebody on the spot like that and like the emotional value of their reaction yeah and then yeah just to make it like easier for people to consume that's pretty crazy that you had that like insight or like that foresight as somebody who's just like an artist and like all you cared about was art to be able to like look at this and be like, oh, well, there's all these other things that like go into like making a successful video or did you, or is that kind of something you learned yeah. during the process of? I learned it from like doing research and um, there was this 
girl who's my girlfriend now i <laughs> won oh. so my girlfriend now her name is sophia aljabori she was doing these tiktoks of painting people and she had like five hundred thousand followers and she kept telling me like you need to join tiktok you need to join and you I, your girlfriend on tiktok i met her on instagram but but she inspired she was like you have to so i was like okay and then when i saw her views i was like okay, this is, it wasn't like that cringe art that I saw. It was mm. like portraits. So how many pieces of content do you put out now? Like a month, do you think? How do you think about I your do, content schedule? Yeah, I do like one a day. One a day. Yeah, yeah. So I do- um, You're doing a drawing every day. Yeah. I'm putting out every day. Yeah, yeah. Every single day, yeah. Across platforms or TikTok is still your main go-to? TikTok is like the main one just because that's where it started. But um, I just like- put them everywhere youtube yeah. shorts instagram reels facebook reels you do a pretty good job too because like you repurpose content in a really smart way where it's like you've seen that drawing before but you package it in a different way where it's like maybe there's a handful of people that are like have interesting reactions you're like oh here are my favorite reactions oh yeah so i think that's really smart and if anybody's like watching and like that's how you really maximize content yeah, yeah. Like, you know where i knew what you were doing was was crazy <laughs> when you put out the video of of us yeah um and someone stopped me on the street and they're like dude you're the guy i'm like yeah i'm the realist yeah you know yeah. million dollar listing real estate guy whatever and they're like uh and it, that's usually what people say and they're like yo devon rodriguez he drew you yeah. you take the subway yeah. and i was like hold the phone <laughs> that's how you know me they're like yeah and then someone else said the same thing i'm like what the fuck is happening in my life dude. i went People used to know me from another place. Now they know me because I was riding the subway one day and you drew me. That's Selfishly crazy. too, I remember going through your analytics. I remember like you have this like, it's like a slow rise of followers, right? And then out of nowhere, there's just like this massive spike. And we're like, where did that come from? And then we're like, we oh, yeah. tracked down the date and it was the day that you put out your video. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Yeah, it was that Bronx kid. That kid from <laughs> the Bronx, dude. That's crazy. I didn't even know that. That's, that's well. Yeah, it's that's, wild. It is crazy. So how do you how do you make money? Oh, mostly brand deals, which I didn't even get into it for that. Just one day I get a brand deal and I was like, what the hell? Like so someone DMs you and they're like, how much for you to draw a what? Like what was the first one? Yeah, how do you integrate it in like your content? Um, so the first one was hot Cheetos. They were like, Oh, can you draw this um the Cheetos guy, like the leopard or whatever that is? And and um and just post it on TikTok and we'll give you 10 grand. And I'm like in my room, I'm like what? Like, I didn't even know you were allowed to negotiate or I didn't even know what, I'm like. You're like, yes, yes, I'm yeah. like, yes, 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 of course. I drew it like day of and posted it and they, I got the money. I was like, what the hell is this? And then um, the second one was um, extra gum. They were like, oh, come up with an idea to incorporate extra gum. So um, I took the, I took the gum. I had it on my lap on the subway. I opened it, um, pulled out the gum and then drew on the wrapper, the person in front of me. And then yeah, I, I and then one. I put the wrapper back in. I was like, oh, um, here's extra gum, there's a gift inside and they saw the drawing. So I try to find like creative ways to integrate, um, yeah, like the brand. So now, now, now you do negotiate, now you're negotiating, now you have, yeah. now UTA signed you, right? Yeah, yeah, so, so now I have UTA, they negotiate. I don't even know how to do that, I'm, I'm too- um, Let the professionals do yeah, that. Yeah, right? I don't even wanna deal with that. But then they come to me like, oh, we got this for you. And I'm like, wow, this is amazing. Sidebar, um, have you seen the Hot Cheetos movie? No. <laughs> it, dude, it is so good. I wasn't going to watch it because like this is corny. But like even- Is it good? It was- A Hot Cheetos it, movie? It was the yeah, idea about, of like, how Hot Cheetos came about. Is it, is it Hulu? It? Is it Netflix? What is it? I think it's Hulu. It's, okay. If you haven't watched, it's it's a little cheesy, but the storyline's great, dude. Hot Cheetos is it's cheesy. cheesy. I was going to say. Whoa. 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 As a Hispanic kid, you'd appreciate it. You'd really yeah. appreciate it. Whoa. It was like a, a little cheesy, but like the story is so- Fucking interesting, dude. Damn. Uh, and it's like the stories about like how the CEO was like this time where like Frito-Lay, like they weren't selling a lot of products. Like they were laying off a lot of people. And like the CEO would put out this video saying, hey guys, like let's find like initiative. It's about initiative. And this factory worker, he was a janitor, saw the video and he's like, well, like I'm noticing they're not like catering to the Hispanic market us Hispanics love hot stuff. <laughs> and so he like would take bags of just like unused Cheetos and yeah. he incorporated his like a little hot sauce. Yeah. And he's, he, he cold called the CEO, dude. That's crazy. Anyways, watch the movie. It's really good. But Damn. as a Hispanic kid, you'd enjoy it. So you got a Cheetos brand deal too? No, I'm just kidding. I'm working on it. But if you want to sign me that connect, bro, I'll take it. Dude. <laughs> that was a whole plug right there. That was a whole plug, dude. Use Adrian22 and no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so then 
you're drawing, right? You're drawing, you're out there, you got a brand deal or two. And then all of a sudden you're drawing celebrity after celebrity after celebrity. Yeah. So how did that start happening? Just randomly, I would get emails like, hey, we're doing a campaign for this guy's music. Would you like to draw him on this? And I'm like, what the hell? Like they would even get on the subway? Like, I don't know, just rent like Ed Sheeran, for example. I'm like, wow, he really, or Jared Leto, they'll join in on me on the subway. And I'm just like, wow. It's like it got to that level, like just by posting every single day. Like I just had one idea. I had one idea and it still like feeds my everyday. What you was know? the one celebrity that you're like, no fucking way this is like happening. This is real life. Probably Joe Biden. Oh, I guess. Yeah, I probably Joe Biden. If he's a celebrity. Obviously who, Ryan was who the reached, answer. How, that does, that, how, does, how does you drawing Joe Biden happen? Who who reached out to you from the White House? Like who, so, is it an email? Is it a, like Joe Biden didn't just slip in your DMs. You get that email. It's like at whitehouse.gov. No, I just got a text. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is Joe. <laughs> this is crazy. Um, so my agency, UTA, shout yeah. out to them. They, um, he has yeah. this bit where a water bottle just comes out of nowhere. Oh, Don't nice. worry about it. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, they were like, oh, we have a collab for you, but like the deal is not fully settled. So we don't want to get you excited and we'll let you know when it, when it's like more um, finalized. Yeah. And I was like, oh, I didn't really care because at that point I already did like 30 celebrities. And I was like, all right, well, whoever it is, whatever, let me know. And then um, like a month later, he calls me and he's like, hey, so are you busy Saturday? Cause we have, we got the collab. You're going to do a TikTok with president Joe Biden. And I was like, wait, who, what Joe, what Joe Biden? Like, that's crazy. I was, he was like, are you free Saturday? I'm like, of course I am. I'll cancel anything. Like, of course. And then, um, so they flew me out to this rally in Florida and then, um, yeah, we got to meet and yeah, he, he, he was, he was so nice and had to go through all this secret service and, yeah, it was a, it was just a Puerto Rican kid from the Bronx. Yep, it, was, it it was, yeah, it was hectic. It was, yeah, dude. What was Plan A? Because when you were in high school, no way that TikTok was Plan A. Yeah, no, well, it, didn't, exist. it didn't exist. Yeah. yeah. So what well, were you gonna do? Just yeah. be an artist, sell your stuff on, and try to get in galleries. Yeah, find an art dealer. Yeah. Yeah. So I um I went to college for a year. I went to FIT and then I didn't really like it. And at that point I was already getting a few like DMs on Instagram, like, oh, can you do my portrait? So I would charge people like, at that point I was like charging like a thousand or 2000 and I was living with my grandma. So I really didn't have expenses. So I was like, fuck college, I'm dropping out. I'm gonna stick to the DMs. I'm just gonna be a social media artist. And at that point I would go to like the Chelsea galleries, like the openings and, um, I, I just, I stopped going because I didn't feel like I fit in. Like, it's all these, like, intellectuals, like, with their wine. Like, and I was like, this is not for me. Like, <laughs> fuck this world. Like, I, I just felt so uncomfortable. And um, I, I didn't see any, like, realism, portraiture. Like, it wasn't, like, a thing. Like, most of the things that were, like, um, popular was, like, um, abstract or conceptual art. Yeah, yeah. And I just felt too stupid for that. Like, they would look at it and come up with all these meanings. And I was like, this is not me. Like, I'm just going to stick to social media. So I just stuck to social media. And then um, that I dropped out 2016. And then, um, yeah, it didn't work out till 2020. But I was just, like, doing, um, just doing portrait commissions here and there. And I didn't have any expenses. I was living with my grandma, so... So people just hit you up and say like, hey, can you paint me? Or like, how would, how, is that literally how it went down? Yeah, I did get um, lucky a few times where like um, I got into the New York Times and in the New Yorker. Like this is like way before TikTok. I, they just yeah. loved my story of being like a Bronx kid doing these subway paintings. And um, so those articles would get me like all these bougie clients yeah. and then they would like recommend me to their bougie friends. So that just kept me going. And wow. I was like, I, and even before TikTok, I was like in like visiting mansions where like they had like elevators in the homes and like, Oh, like do my portrait. <laughs> I never even seen that before. So I, I had, <laughs> I had a, awesome. a, yeah, I had a bit of um stuff before that and it kept me going. If not, I would have had to get like a, so I never, it's crazy. I never had a job in my life. And That's people wild. think it sounds like I'm oh, so privileged. You skipped the job and went right to the career, you know, right to the brand, really. Yeah. You manifested that shit, dude. It's it's crazy, too, because I was watching one of the – you did an interview with somebody. I think it was Katie Couric, actually. And you were talking about this idea of the starving artist that you didn't realize, like, that was a thing. Yeah. When I was little, I told my mom I wanted to be an artist. Yeah. And she had made a comment saying there's, like, there's no money in art. Like, yeah. And that really discouraged me. I'm like, oh, well, like – 
I guess if there's no money, then like, what? Well, you know what I mean? Like, how would I get by? Yeah. You made a comment. You're like, I was, I had no idea that was a thing. <laughs> yeah, I had no idea until I went to, so I went to art and design high school. And then I was just doing art, like in the Bronx and with my family, if you do any job, you're like doing amazing. Like if you, <laughs> like if you work at McDonald's, it's like, oh, Devon's hustling. Like Devon's really like going after it instead of like trying to sell drugs or doing some shady thing. Like he's, so, um. So I didn't, nobody told me about starving artists. I thought artists were rich. Like I, I was just ignorant. And then, um, and then I went to um, art and design high school. And then after like senior year, all my friends were telling me like, oh, my parents didn't want me to be an artist. Same reason. And I was like, what? Yeah. Like, but I was already too deep in it. Like I'm already four years into doing this all you portraiture. And I was like, eh, whatever. Like that's them. That's not going to be me. Like I was like delusional, but I guess it worked out at the end. Do you ever get like tired of, painting faces and drawing faces because you, know, you have like artist burnout and if yeah. you look at you know if you if you look at like the classics like you know picasso monet basquiat like they go through their phases because you do something you kind of get like artistically burnt out and then you they, they, they you know they they start going into the next phase of yeah. their artist career like do you think what is devon 2.0 like if this is devon 1.0 and it's built this massive massive platform in a way that no other artist out there that, that we know of mm. is doing like i'm just excited to see like what happens next like not to cut you off but to just elaborate on that like who are the modern like picassos and like the da vinci like are you i would categorize you as one of those guys i'm curious to <laughs> see, see like 100 years from now forming. dude like the same way we talk about the picassos and like are you part of that conversation like Imagine, that's exciting to me that would be crazy that's like legacy artists right there I hope well, so. But all those guys, man, they've and they all start on the street and they're painting and then people like it and then slowly they get a studio and then they paint a little more. Yeah. You know, it's crazy. And so that's that's like that's what I'm saying. Like 2.0, right. 3.0, like what's Devon 10.0? Right. Like yeah. in 10 years, you know, like we're not gonna be able to get you on this couch. <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, yeah. your fucking 19 agents are gonna be like, it's half a million dollars to get him to come to New York. He lives on Mars now. He drew he drew Elon's face and got a free ride. And he's lit, he's off planet, bro. Well, you you got you got a piece. You got his drawing of you, dude. Save it. That'll be a it's cool upstairs in my office. That's what I'm saying. That's a cool two million dollars. It's right all there. people care about in my office. Crazy. Dude, one of the one of the originals. We um uh, you know, we've sold apartments that have like, you know, I sold an apartment for $10 million in Tribeca once and you were not allowed to touch this one piece of the wall because the building used to be a, a school and Keith Herring did his oh, drawings in there yeah. and like, it's there forever. Like, no comedy, one's ever gonna right? touch it. Yeah, it's on uh, Lower Six, on, uh, it's 260 That's West crazy. Broadway. Yeah. And it's pretty famous. And so, you know, like when you buy that apartment, it comes with it and it's too, you know, because he would go like in the fucking crevices. So it's not like a Banksy where you can maybe cut out the concrete. Like you wouldn't be able to remove this corner. It would just, I mean, you could, but like you wouldn't. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, and so it's, it's really just interesting to kind of like watch his art kind of progresses and it's kind of where you go from here. But yeah, going back to my original question before Adrian cut me off. Sorry, sorry. Like, got excited. Do you think you'll ever get burnt out from doing face? I mean, are faces just so different? Or are you going to start switching it up? Since the formula just keeps working, I was just like, I'm just like, I, like I'm an artist, but I'm also like a, a marketer. So I don't get tired of it. I, I don't get tired of getting millions of views. <laughs> you know, I get not, it. Not, not to sound... Not to sound cocky, but but the next phase. Welcome. Like, you're, you're in the right spot, man. We're in the right place. <laughs> you're in the right spot. Yeah. Yeah, I still show houses. But the next phase is, um, so UTA has an art department and yeah. they have this, my art agent, his name is Arthur Lewis. He has like big ties. He's a big art collector. He has big ties in the art world. So I wanted to jump back in because the art world is like very gate kept. And um, I would say art is like part of like, the gatekeepers and he's like yo you gotta do this show and i'm like hell yeah finally i'm back in so i was doing um just the drawings for two years straight and like i just didn't paint at all yeah and then i was like you know what let me uh jump back into painting like on these big canvases and they take a long time to do and anyway so it's been a year and i finally finished all the paintings it's 12 paintings and, and that's um, gonna be in the show on september 6th yeah where yeah. is it and what is it and can people come yeah, it's 540 West 28th Street at 6 to 9 p.m. September 6th, come through. I want everybody to be there. I want it to be like so packed out. Yeah. And um, yeah. Mikey, can you put it in our calendars, please? 
There it is. Because that's go. right next. Because that's in. Uh, that's in Sounds Zaha. Good. I mean, that's that's downstairs. That's, yeah. So it's um, yeah, we sell in that building, and wow. so we'll. That's we'll crazy. Be there. Well, crazy. I th- but I think that's like how you prevent the burnouts by doing the different thing because you're doing like the, just the quick, not not quick, but like yeah, you do like the the yeah, Instagram it's, it's art. It's pretty quick compared to. And then and then you have like the pivot to like the more higher end, slower, yeah. sexier, yeah. elevated stuff. Yeah, that that's why I don't get like burnt out because I'm so, I was so used to doing like eight hour. I know this is, I know you probably work twenty four hours, but I was doing like eight hour painting days where I would just paint every day, like mixing, and like I wasn't getting much from it. But then um, doing these little sketches that are super fast, it's like easy work like i'm doing easier work for way more money so it's, it's not um like the, the artists that i came up with they they would like laugh if i told them i, I got burnt out like they were like you're doing little sketches like you know yeah. how long but, does it take you to do one face like an hour an hour yeah, yeah yeah so and then and then i do two videos from each face so um I have like an angle of somebody filming me. And if yeah. that doesn't go viral, then I have the angle of me on my phone handing it over. Like and sometimes, you. sometimes they both go viral and sometimes one of them doesn't work, but the other one does. Yeah. So I try to like make sure that I get something out of each one. Do you ride the subway like normally without a sketchbook in your hand? And do people come up to you and they're like, does anyone ever sit across from you just sort of waiting? Yeah. Like, do they recognize you now? Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of stop just because people like, always like yo can you draw me like i'm like oh i don't have my sketchbook on me or like <laughs> even if i do have it i'm like oh i'm kind of getting off next stop i'm sorry so yeah well it's funny you say that too dude because you had like there was v1 devon where you never showed like you we yeah. never saw you you yeah. were just like the guy drawing and like yeah, that was hand. it yeah and then recently maybe within like the last five six months yeah then we saw you then you were like a character like in yeah. your own videos which is crazy yeah it's so crazy so I, I um I didn't put myself in my video. I was at like 16 million followers with people only knowing my hand, like nobody. So I would hang out with these other TikTokers that had like a million and like every, they would get stopped everywhere. And I was like, yo, that's crazy. So that's technically me, but nobody, nobody knows. knows me. Yeah. And I You're was like, like, Batman, bro. Yeah. And I was <laughs> like, that's insane. And I was like, I want to. your hand I was like, I want. He's walking around like this. Like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I want to be this artist that people recognize. Like, you know, back in the '80s, people probably recognize like Andy Warhol walking the streets or like Basquiat. Basquiat, and like that doesn't exist now. So I was like, I could be that if I include myself in the videos. But I thought that the only format that would work would be me like handing it over. So I was like, let me just try it. So I wrote out like this format like two seconds showing me, then two seconds showing the subject, then two seconds showing the beginning sketch. And then I had, I hired somebody to film all that. And then the first one got like 20 million views. And I was like, oh shit, I could be famous for me and not just my drawings. Like, that's crazy. And then I started doing that. And then like a week after I started getting recognized on the street, like, and I was like, damn, that's so magical. Like, you know, even on my way here, like people are like, oh, I love your work, man. Like people that aren't even into art, just random people. And yeah, that was something that really um, yeah. impressed my agent because he's like, Devon, I hang out with artists every day that sell their work for 500K, 600K, and no nobody knows, knows them. And you just get recognized. Like, I, he was like, I've never seen that before. Like, I want to take you to the moon in the I artwork. think the, the tattoos on the neck are smart for you, right? Because well. they're, they're, they're clear and they're, they're bright, yeah. right? And so they're very, it's very, like, there's, there's strong loud. brand awareness. Yeah. Yeah. Like, in a way, it's when, you know, because I, I, you know, earlier on in my career, like once Million Dollar Listing started and things, you know, and I would, you know, before my wife and stuff, and people would say like, dude, you have like really gray hair. You should dye your hair. I'm like, this is how people know me. People <laughs> recognize me when I'm walking away from them. Yeah, They recognize the back of my head. Yeah. Does anyone know you by the back of your head? And and then I play into it. I'm like, no, I'm, I will never dye my hair. I'll never get business again, yeah. right? So it's it's in a way, right? You've got to have that one brand moniker. So whether it's you know the neck tattoo, or the gray hair, or Adrian takes a shower once a month, like whatever it is, twice a month now, whatever it is, <laughs> whatever it is, <laughs> um, uh, you know, it, it goes a long way because you have to be memorable. Yeah. Right, in those moments and it helps you generate more and more business. Dude. Yeah, there were, okay. sorry, there were moments where like, um, like in the elevator uh, in my building, maybe like uh, six months ago, 
this guy kept looking at me and then he would look at his phone and he would look at me and then he would like be typing. And then, um, after like a minute, he was like, Hey, are you Devon Rodriguez? And I was like, yeah. And he was like, he was like, I couldn't tell. He's like, I've been following you for two years on Facebook and I love your work, but I wasn't sure you look like him. He was, and he was like, I only knew because of the tattoos, but, and he was a Hispanic guy and he was like, you just look like any Hispanic person and good thing you have sleeves because that's how I knew you. So then, um, so in the summertime, I would get recognized way more than the wintertime because I'm not showing my tattoos. You don't have a jacket on. Yeah. So I was like, let me get some like, like, I'm not going to get face tattoos, but I'm going to get some neck tats. And I did all this research on something that I would actually like. And, um. Yeah, so that that's actually part of it. I mean, people don't know that. Dude, you're you're a market. You you showed up with a shirt that says September sixth for the event that you just decided to do. Yeah. Like we we don't even do that. Yeah. I don't know, where's my business of influence merch? I don't even. There's no fucking Mikey. Fuck. Let's let's get some God merch going. Damn it. <laughs> he's he's he got tattoos. Where's the where's the boy tattoo on your neck? Dude, I know. I'm. It's I, a commitment. I know. It's right? a commitment. Like but, people judge me, but they don't know. Like it's. Part, I mean, I, I genuinely love them, but like, you know, it's also part of my, I mean, I see you do it all, like with the blue and always branding everything, like your car, right? You yes. Like a, yeah. So, yeah. I, I yeah, slightly less permanent to the blue car. <laughs> I was, we were talking about it too. He's like, I'm always wearing this shirt. I'm like, it's so smart. It's like, it's the same way why we never see Logan Paul without a prime bottle on his hand anymore. It's just like, it's just, it's yeah, always ABB, in your face. man, always be branded. You always yeah. got to remind everybody because there's so much noise yeah. which yeah. is so cool about what you've been able to do so what what's the craziest thing in your mind when you think back to devon 2019 and devon 2023 um just everything just everything <laughs> like if you see the environment that i grew up in it's it's insane like i i, I sometimes i'm just like damn what's next because i you know, I never thought that any of this would happen even by the age of like 80. So, you know, when people ask me like, what's my next five-year plan? I'm like, eh, whatever happens, happens. I'm still hustling, but whatever happens, happens. I'm going to be appreciative of everything because, you know, this is like such an unrealistic thing to happen to somebody that, you know. How did you learn, you know, the, I feel like there's a lot of talented people out there, right? Like I remember when I was a little kid and this is like a core memory in my head. I must've been, nine um uh in the car and this is before my grandfather died and so like taking him back to the nursing home um and i think i told you this before mm. but like pointing at a cemetery yeah yeah. you yeah. know and my grandfather was kind of a jokester mm. and asking me like do you know who's in there yeah in the cemetery i'm like i don't know teddy roosevelt i don't know like grandpa like who's it gonna be what are you gonna say that's gonna be funny and he was like uh a, a musician you'll never hear of yeah right a mathematician you'll never know. And he started listening. And it, it, I don't think it's set in for me at the time, but it's definitely stuck with me from then because there's tons of talent in the world, but no one knows how to get it out there. You know? And so now we have these platforms where we can get talent out there. You set yourself free, yeah. basically, yeah. with the story that you told us, your backstory is insane. You set yourself free with talent, but then you have that marketing gene. Yeah. Right. And then you sprinkle on a competitive edge yeah. because you want it. <laughs> yeah. Right. And it, it seems like that is that that's formula. Right. That, but you, so how do you think, like, if I'm a, if I'm in the Bronx right now mm-hmm. and I'm 14 years old and I hate my school, how do I take a talent or how do I even find my talent and try to do even one fraction of what you've been able to do? So I don't have to wait on anyone else to give me my ticket out of here. Yeah, I think you just have to really want it. Like, that's all I wanted and cared about. And like, you know, getting attention. I tried so many different things over the years. And I was just trying everything because I wanted it so bad. And I think maybe part of it is like- That's big though. Like trying it's nonstop. trying everything. Yeah. Trying everything until one thing sticks. Being yeah. relentless a little bit. Yeah, for yeah. sure. Like, as a kid, I always um, felt this like weird- Like, I knew, I knew, I knew I, the way I grew up wasn't normal. Like, my dad wasn't there- my mom was like abusive and like I watched people, you know, you know, I would I would see a lot of like people with guns in my house, like crazy things, like like You're drugs. so happy for <laughs> how you talk about your background. It's crazy. Like one all right, so one time, um this lady comes, one of my mom's friends comes over and she starts shooting up heroin next to me on the couch, right? Let's how say, old are you? 
um, like 12. And so let's say Adrian's here. She's doing heroin and she's like wrapping it up and like smacking her arm and doing all this stuff. And I'm just like, I'm looking at it because I can't look away. And things like that, like that was so normal to me. And things like that, when I used to watch the TV and I used to, I used to see like That's So Raven and Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, I used to think like, that's a normal life. Like, that's what I want. Like, like that's what I was aiming for. But I never seen that in real life. Like, um, and so I was so desperate to get out. And when I finally got to art and design high school, that was the, I swear, that was the <laughs> first time, <laughs> that was the first time I met a white person that was a peer, like, and I was like mind blown. Cause that was your same age. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the only white people I ever met was like, either teachers or police officers. Crazy. If, if you were a white person walking through the Bronx, they'll be like, yo, yo, policia, like, watch out, like, like hide the drugs or like, you know, like you don't see that. So when I was sitting next to this white girl with blonde hair and blue eyes, I was like, I remember telling my brother like, yo, bro, I feel like I'm on Disney Channel. There was this white girl, like, how the, like, what the fuck? Like, how am I in this environment? Like I was mind blown. And then she spoke to me and I remember thinking like, I'm worthy. Like, I swear to God. I swear I know that's that sounds so I, I know that sounds that's crazy. Wild, dude. And that's so, super sad though. I know. And, know. and so I think, but that gave me like this desperate, like desperate need for attention. Like I'm just gonna try everything and like, yeah, cause cause it was it was almost like do or die. Like I like if I don't yeah. make it, yeah, yeah, my life is gonna be fucked. But yeah. Yeah. That's, I think there's also something to be said about your back literally up against a wall. Yeah. So trying absolutely everything. You can, yeah. and then having the willingness and the ability to go out and do art and yeah. to try and try and try again to get into art and design high school. And, and then like hats off to having a great teacher that believed in you, that yeah. really helped you. Cause a lot of kids then don't have that, you know? Exactly. Yeah. I, I think I, I had a lot of luck because even though I like work hard, I had a lot of luck in terms of like, you know, I had um, family members or friends, like they'll see adults you know, selling drugs and they'll be like, oh, that's all I know. That's what I'm going to do. I I don't know how, but I, I always grew up with this like natural, like, like there'll be 10 people around me. They're all doing that. And I'll be like, you know what? I'm going to follow the person on the TV, not doing that. Like, I don't even know where that came from. And it was like a natural thing since I was a kid. So that was lucky. And then having a passion that I was born with was lucky. And then having the teacher, then having the drive and yeah. all that was like it was innate but i think that i think if there's like a secret sauce i think it's that i think it's like i think we all have a little bit of a passion for something but you're like i'm just gonna do this thing and not stop yeah and so like that was like let me just try everything mm -hmm. and i think you really can't fail if you don't stop right yeah and i yeah. think that's what got you here dude do yeah. you and your girlfriend draw each other no, not, not yet. Like not Saturday yet. nights, you don't sit there and you're just like, like, like Leonardo DiCaprio and Cape <laughs> the Titanic, just <laughs> drawing each out. other. It's like, a, no, you don't do that. Not yet. Maybe, maybe we should. You should do. Can you do that? And then you should make a video of it. That would be awesome. <laughs> that would that would be interesting, dude. Who are like some people that you like? Art? Were you like an, a guy that was just like into different artists? Or was there like who was like, your inspiration growing up? Um, my inspirations were like my teachers. Um, like, like Jeremy, it's crazy because the subject matter of, um, drawing and painting people on the subway is like, it's not that common. So my first teacher from Gompers showed me how to draw people on the subway. And then my second art teacher at art and design would do paintings of people on the subway. Um, which, which is just a huge coincidence. But anyway, so the, the second teacher, I remember walking into his classroom and he was just painting a student, like like a student's just sitting here and then yeah. he's like painting and then it was like perfectly realistic. And I was like, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. Like, I can't believe somebody could do that. Like I never seen that. And then, um, and then after years of doing it, I figured out that like, you need to market yourself. Cause then I started going to like these academies, like the art students league is on um 57th and 7th. Yeah. And um, they have the most amazing artists like ever just, Every day, like there'll be a nude model and they'll be painting the most perfect. And so I spent years like studying that craft and perfecting it. And then when I got to that point where I felt like I was good enough, I was like, how do I get the world to see? Yeah. I, I realized the starving artist thing, like, like, damn, these are some of the most, in my eyes, some of the most world-class artists. And, you know, some of them will be like waiters or taxi drivers to, to like make ends meet. And I was just like, 
damn, like that's not what I want. So, um, yeah. so yeah, so I just started studying like the stuff on the internet and then those artists, they do not take it serious. Like I lost a lot of friends cause they don't, they think it's like cringe or yeah. they like, they're very like academically trained and like they take sure. it very serious. Like it's like, it's like being an academically trained violinist and then doing some like cringe gimmick that they think they think it's like a gimmick. So, but I was just like, I don't really care. Like, yeah. you know, they criticized me, but it was never like, like I was getting verbally abused in the Bronx. Like nothing they could say is ever going to stop me. You know, like whatever you want to leave. No, man, you got to get yours a hundred percent. I yeah. think it's really smart, dude. I think, cause if you look at that approach, Justin Bieber did the same thing, dude. Yeah. Think about it. This kid got famous because he was singing Michael Jackson covers. Not even his original music. That's crazy. But it was like, it was something that everybody was already familiar with. Yeah. And it was like relatable. And then like Scooter Braun finds him. And then Scooter, you know, introduced him to Usher. And then now we know him as Justin Bieber and he's putting out original music. Yeah. Like you found a thing that's like relatable. You could speak any language on the planet see that and just be visually interested yeah. yeah so already you have a global audience yeah and it's just regular people so there's that relatability yeah i think your format is so smart and i think that's another reason why you're successful yeah. it's because you found that like yeah you're like classically trained friends would think it's cringe or whatever yeah but you found a way to bridge the gap with the entire world and now you have this audience and now you can introduce Art that you're going to be introducing, in, you know, September 16th. So like, I think Six, September 6th. September 6th. Sorry, it's on September his 6th, shirt. September 6th. September 6th. So I Thank think you, if there's any advice to like people who are like, you know, classically trained in something, I think there's something to be said to like put the ego away a little bit. Yes. Find a way to bridge that gap to like an audience, earn that trust with the audience, and then introduce the thing you're classically trained in. Yeah, people are, some people are way too close-minded when it comes to like marketing. I'm sure you got some real estate agents judging you thinking that you're like some marketing like cringe oh, but dude, people hate. They're 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 not of the times, you know. They're yeah. they're, they're set back 100 years or something my like whole, my whole life, my whole career, right? Like it's it's the amount of of hate that's partly fueled by jealousy, partly fueled by a fear of change yep. is, you know, exactly. Is, palpable it is it is real even even to this day even the way we started this company and like the the agents that work here and the way we do this business the amount of real estate agents out there that are so hateful and the amount of other brokerage companies that are so angry and just so mean like i've i've never mean to any agent or any other company yeah. like in my life unless they've been mean back to us like i will yeah. protect us at all costs but yeah. like someone out there is going to go sell tons of real estate because they're dancing butt naked and it works, I can all the power to you. Yeah. Wish yeah. I had thought of that. It, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, like, go for it. it. It's crazy. People probably want to buy from you because you're on TV. That's genius. And then some people, and then you probably have real estate agents criticizing you like, oh, he's a TV agent. They say, oh, he's a social media artist, but they just are not smart. <laughs> you also, well, but you also have to find, listen, you have to, you have to find your own path, right? Like, I, you can never fault anyone for making a living. And yeah. if you're able to use the tools that we have these days to create and carve your own path, then it's don't hate the player, hate the game. Dude, that's the thing too. It's like, it's it's weird or it's cringy until it's not. Exactly. You know what I mean? It, it, yeah. I probably changed a lot of minds. Come on, if, if I'm meeting with Joe Biden, there's nothing you could say. <laughs> there's nothing you could say. Like they probably changed their minds. Like, oh, maybe we are yeah. dumb. Maybe we should do this. Do you think you could teach us to draw? Uh, Have no. you ever taught anybody? It, it, took, it, it takes it takes years. Do you think you teach us right now? Uh, like like drawing like <laughs> a line. Draw. Can we get paper and a pen? <laughs> we could try. But... I want to see who's a better drawer, me or Adrian, and we're gonna draw your face. Oh, bro, I get down, bro. I get Do down. You? Oh, I get down. That could be a fun exercise. I'm All right, Mikey's going to help us find one. How Since much, we have you here. Yeah. How much time do you have? It's six o'clock. Yes. Um, I can go to 610. Okay. Real quick. Uh, you released a masterclass thing. How was that? Oh, and how that, so UTA just brought you that deal too? Uh, well, they negotiated, but masterclass like emailed me randomly and they were like, oh, we wanted to teach you. We want you to teach a masterclass. And I was like, what? Because they have like. So you did teach people how to draw. Yeah, it was how to paint. I did it for like, it was a three-day shoot. And um, I'm not really into teaching, but I was like, you know, masterclass, you know, they have Serena Williams teaching tennis. They have like- Did the they experts. help you put together like the lesson plan and what you were going to yeah. say? Was it, did they, did they write, help you write a script and all that? 
yeah, they basically like did everything and we would have meetings every week and they would say, oh, is this how you do it? And um, yeah, and then I would like edit some things, but. It was a production, right? Yeah, yeah, it was a huge, huge production. I did not expect to show up and see 40 people on set and then all these cameras on me. Like it was something I've never. And also when I talk about painting, I mean, when I paint, I have these ideas in my mind, but I don't talk about painting. So I, I just felt so like, cringe when I'm like, oh yeah, you mixed the alizarin crimson with the cameo. I'm like, damn, who, who am I? Like, <laughs> who am I become? Like, <laughs> I just don't really talk about that. <laughs> How does a deal like that work? They pay you up front and it's a fee for the work. Do they give you a percentage of subscription fees? Yeah. Yeah. It was like a one lump sum up front and then like a percentage of whatever sales I get to them from the, like my own link. What's the biggest brand deal you've done? You don't have to tell uh, us the number, but just like biggest brand deal we were like i think like coca-cola yeah I, I just had to draw uh people while i'm holding a coke in my hand coke zero and, and then i'm just drawing but i'm like drinking as i'm drawing you know that one that was the biggest one dude i could show apartments with a coke zero i know like right? walking through someone god damn it dude i think if the mta was smart they would do something with you yeah i don't like it just makes the most sense you're like the mta guy I know, right? I wonder if I if ridership went up because sometimes people. Dude, you should reach out to you should have UTA reach out to MTA and say you know you want to we want to make riding the subway fun and safe again, especially in New York, yeah. right? And they should do a campaign with you. You should one hundred percent have UTA do that. We were working on a deal where my art was going to be on the back of Metro Cards, but then it fell through because we're so close to being um to Metro Cards just being extinct. So. Because everything's just on the phone and stuff. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Interesting. How right, do you so want to do this, You're going to teach us. So this is Mikey. Oh, impromptu. All right. So you're going to teach us how to draw. How do I draw a face? Okay. So. So we're going to wait. Draw your face. Hold on. I'm just imagining a magical face. <laughs> oh, so you're just going, you're going right, and so, drawing a big old circle. So you're drawing a circle first. Start off with a circle. Well, so, it's, it looks more like an oval. Oh, yeah. Oval. Sorry. Okay. Well, it's kind of artist, bro. Come on. <laughs> okay. So. From the top of the head to the bottom of the chin, the eyes go halfway. Okay. And then between that, nose is halfway. Okay. And between that, mouth is halfway. So then you're... You're no cheating, bro. Well, I mean... So you're... Because this, this, you draw realistic drawings that look like the person. Yeah. There, but there's like a base anatomy. Is, yeah. Right? So, okay. but, so this base anatomy just really applies to everybody. So then um, I would really have to be looking at somebody, but I'm drawing this from imagination. Oh, I'm drawing, dude, I'm so, I'm Leonardo DiCaprioing you right now. I'm like adding the breasts. Jesus. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna try to draw myself. Wow, you just go, dude. You're anyway. drawing yourself? Yeah, trying. <laughs> you should put in like cool like music right now in the edit, by the way, as you're doing this. Gabe, okay, throw in some like elevator music or something. Just take one of the songs from my TikTok. My friends always make fun of me that all my TikTok songs are like sad songs. I'm like, I'm trying to make this deep, bro. We were just talking about how we're going to make a sad commercial because like they hit harder and they're just more emotional. I'm already losing, dude. Yeah, I, I, I'm not the best teacher, but something like this. Wait, no, we have to, we have to do it. We have to do it like a, a showing. Oh we have to like do, do like a reveal. And um, anyway, so this is like the base structure usually you start with the shadows separate the lights and the shadows of course obviously and then <laughs> and then uh you just build on it but i would need like a a good reference to stare at but this is just a generic generic face this is, i might i might literally take your job on tiktok by the way <laughs> i just did this so fast I remember you, you drew me on the train. That was so bad, dude. Oh, this, I did it draw was, you on it the was train. embarrassing. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, yeah. And then you signed this, so I might sell that. <laughs> <laughs> did Joe Biden draw you? I don't think so. No. <laughs> I should have. I should have. That would have been legendary. I just don't know how you draw someone that then it makes it look like them. Like that's where it's. Yeah, it, it, it takes it takes a lot of time, but like that's um, like they, I don't like I couldn't. Eat, I don't know how I draw Adrian's face. Like I would probably start with all the facial hair, you know, and then yeah. do the hair and then do the hat. Okay, you ready, Adrian? Hold on, hold on, hold on. Relax there, buddy. This is it. This is a live art contest with Devon 
Rodriguez here, the most famous visual artist in the world. <laughs> I drew him. I love that title. <laughs> but yeah, so to draw somebody to have it look like them, you basically have to just copy their shapes. Like if you looked at a photo and you zoomed in and you see all the pixels. Yeah. Basically have the shades on the right spot. So you draw the outline, get all the shapes correct, and then shade it in to match the light or darkness on every spot of his face. It's basically that's how like a printer works. So it's basically just like I don't know how to explain, just copying his face. It takes years to learn, but the, the shapes and then the shades. Yeah, the shapes and the shades. Once you get because that's what when you visually see things, everything is just made up of shapes and shades. So if I look at the camera, it's like a general rectangle. So you will start off with like the big shape. Do you draw then, other things other than faces? Yeah. So like, yeah. So like faces and people is like the hardest thing to draw. So that's why when you go to art school, they have you draw nudes because drawing anatomy is like the hardest thing. And then once you could do that and master a figure or a portrait, you could draw anything. Everything else becomes so easy. So yeah. like, I could pretty much draw anything, but I'm really into it. All right, like, so ready? People. You ready to show us yours? Oh, How far bro, did you get? I crushed it. I killed it. Oh, yeah, I didn't Dude. really get that far. Oh, Jesus Christ. Damn. Hold on. Show the camera. Show the camera. Which I camera? Mean, show that one. This it, one over here. Oh, okay. This sucks. This is just like some two-minute That kind of looks like you. <laughs> and you just did it in two minutes. All right, Adrian. Here's mine. It's really not great. Oh, you did a photo. That's of you? That's you did name. your own? Oh, we're supposed to draw Devon? Yeah, you're not supposed to make a selfie. And you <laughs> signed it? I signed it. I'm gonna sell this. Seriously, I'm gonna look, sell this. I got your tattoos on your neck. Look at that. Oh, and shit. September sixth. Oh, oh, let's go. Damn. What's up? I look like a zombie. <laughs> what, well, dude? Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. This is you. If you know something happened to you, and I had to draw a oh photo of you God. the next day. That's okay. like I can't sell apartments here. <laughs> that looks like if Devon like got into like the drugs. Okay, fuck really you guys. Bad. Okay. Let me hide this. I'm not Devon. I'm not you are the man. Thank you so much for Likewise. coming on an episode Thank of you. Business of Influence. Thank Thanks for coming fun. down to Soho and doing this. We love what you're doing. We love watching you blow up. Uh, if there's anything we can ever do for you and everyone, if you're watching this, September 6th, 540 West 28th Street, 6 to 9 p.m., be there, pack it out. Damn, it's going to be have insane. A good memory. Oh, dude, you don't Let's even go. know. Oh, he knows. Actually, I forgot you're the real estate genius. I do real estate. That's dude. crazy. That's what we do. Thanks for addresses. If you told me, I don't remember anything about your personal life you just said. I totally blacked out for the last hour. All right, guys, we'll see you later. Woo!